0: Fuel for Warriors, episode 52.
1: Somebody who gets shit done. It's
0: all down to hustle.
1: A sacrifice of their being and way of life.
0: We think of 300, we think of the Spartan.
1: Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. Always does the right thing at all costs.
0: Army veteran Adam Linehan.
1: I think uh, being a warrior is like, it's a matter of faith, believing in something that's bigger than yourself.
0: What's going on, Warriors? Timothy Lawson here, host of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week, I talk to military veterans, athletes, and anybody else that resonates with the idea of being a warrior. This week, I have Army veteran and writer, Adam Linehan. Adam writes for. Task and Purpose, which is a military focused outlet. And I found that I was, I just naturally was reading a lot of his material. Uh, at Task and Purpose and decided to bring him on the show and talk to him a little bit further about it. The veteran space is constantly sort of expanding and retracting, expanding, retracting, where it gets full and then and then there's some attrition and then it expands some more and there's some attrition. And in that process, Task and Purpose has really risen up into uh, into. Sort of the the spotlight for everybody. It's a very well known outlet. When it first began, it, it had a small set of writers, and uh, it was sort of something that you know you only saw if you knew one of the writers, like if you saw them sharing it in their social media stuff like that. Um, but now they're so they, they cover so many topics, and they're so well respected that other outlets are sharing their articles, and they're sort of becoming a go to spot for. Commentary and coverage of the veteran and military space. So, without further ado, I'll let Carl Churchill, founder of Lock and Low Java, say a few words, and then we'll get to my interview with Adam Lenehan. Enjoy. Hey, warriors! This is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Low Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran, Tim Lawson, as he interviews risk-takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to lockandloadjava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. All right, Warriors, welcome to another episode of Fuel for Warriors. This week on the show, I have Adam Linehan. Sir, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me, man.
0: Adam, I sort of uh, learned who you were, at least sort of discovered you, if that's a, if that's a way to uh, to put it, through your um, authorship at Task and Purpose, where um, you seem to be a regular contributor there. Um, are you... Um, first of all, task and purpose military themed uh, news outlet. Is that how you, do you guys consider yourself a news outlet or just a content platform? Yeah, I think we're, how, would, how would you describe task and I
1: purpose? I think more more of like a military and veteran culture site. You know, we do some news, but uh, I think what we where we really shine is in kind of our more you know like our Essays and our think pieces and, and stuff like that, but you know we're not on a on a mission to break news or anything like that, you know. So yeah. But I, you know, I think technically we're a news and culture site. So.
0: <laughs> you uh, you served as a combat combat medic uh, in the army, and you served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Um. So how. How has your, when, when did you transition out? 2012, is that right? Yeah,
1: I got out of the Army in, in 2012.
0: So you've had enough time to sort of go through the phases of transition, right? Oh, yeah. Where you get out and, uh, so, so here's a good question. When you first got out, was your first line of trajectory the, I want to distance myself from who I was in the military, or you were still mostly who you were in the military?
1: I think w- what I wanted to do was the first option, right, was to distance myself from the military. Uh, I went back to college, and I just kind of, you know, I'm going to be just full-blown civilian from here on out. Um, and then, uh yeah, I went to college for, like, two more semesters. And as soon as I, I started getting into journalism, I, I, my first job was at Maxim. Uh, and when I got there, they were pretty much like, well, if you want to be a writer, if you want to play this game, then you're going to have to be a military writer. So then I like I went in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: um it's I think that is a huge struggle for anybody who wants to be in some sort of creative space. That's coming out of the military is to not be pigeonholed as the military guy yeah. or the military you know girl it's it's so and then you you probably even noticed this when you were uh, in school where when the subject of military comes up, people almost expect you to interject with some sort
1: of opinion yeah I mean absolutely and in, and in, in not just interject with a certain opinion but kind of carry yourself in a certain way and And, yeah, I guess they're expecting a certain perspective from you, a certain opinion from you. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, that's one thing that you – that's just kind of one of the – I don't know if it's an unfortunate reality, but it's just a reality about getting out of the military is that you suddenly have to contend with all of these stereotypes um, about how you should act, um, about the things that you should say, and, you know, people are constantly – I, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but kind of throwing that experience back in your face and and being like, you know, well, you were in Iraq, you were in Afghanistan, you did this and that, you know, this is probably how you should behave.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, so where where and what did you study?
1: So I, I went to this uh, small uh, liberal liberal arts school in Austin, Texas, where I'm from, and I studied English literature. <laughs> So So then what got got you into
0: journalism then? Well,
1: so when I was in uh, Afghanistan, which was my second deployment, I went there uh, uh, in 2010. um, We had, uh, you know, I was there with the 101st. I was there with the Surge. And we had a lot of journalists that were rotating through our platoon to cover the Surge. um, And I just really hit it off with those guys. And I kind of, you know, I, I admired their courage. I admired their willingness to kind of put themselves in this... Uh, environment in this platoon environment where they really weren't welcome you know because the, the, the kind of the mandate from the platoon sergeant and the CO, and the lt was you know don't talk to these guys don't give them what they want and they were just so tenacious and they were just so willing to you know just put their necks out there and they would you know they would go outside the wire on their own they'd like hitchhike down the road to like cover a firefight and stuff like that and i just uh, i was fascinated by them and i and i struck up a conversation with everyone that came through and uh, decided that that's what I wanted to do. And they encouraged me to do it. Um, and so I got out of the military to do that specifically, but I, I had no formal training. I never took like a writing class or anything like that. I just winged it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's some of the, I mean, honestly, the best way to to learn how to write is just to keep writing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You
0: know, um, and to read good writing. That's probably even, this is important. Yeah. Um, since you are in the content creation um industry and specifically in the veteran space i have to ask you what are your feelings on we are the mighty
1: oh man i <laughs> um i mean i i know
0: i know i'm putting you on the spot with that question but no one there's no one else that really get a chance to ask this because I think unless you are someone who creates content for veterans, you don't have – you think you have a very specific uh, opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, well, let me put it this way. I, I think the way that I look at task and purpose uh, in our voice is that we're kind of um, – are you familiar with the, the concept of the E4 Mafia? Sure. Right. So the E4 mafia is like these guys that have been in long enough to, you know, have seen some shit. They get they understand how it works, but they're still very skeptical of the system. You know, they're willing to challenge it. They're willing to kind of speak truth to power. Um, they're a little bit disgruntled. And I feel like when I write for Task and Purpose and I feel like that's the voice of Task and Purpose. Right. It's the E4 mafia that grew up, that got out. It uh, has a little bit more power. Um, when I look at, we are the mighty and I respect a lot of the stuff they do, but I feel like they kind of come at it from like the, they're like the officers, you know, like everything's, everything's good. We're all like, you know, it's, it's, it's not as, I guess, skeptical as, as sometimes we can be, if that makes sense. As critical as sometimes we can be, they, they kind of, um, they've really just, uh, press the kind of the same narrative, uh.
0: So. What I find, what's funny about uh, We Are the Mighty is I was talking to a friend of mine here in D.C. who's a um, a Marine and an entrepreneur, and he would he'd work with them on something, and I was like, you know what? I just I can't take them seriously. They seem like they're the Buzzfeed for the veteran space, and he was like, that's exactly what they want to be, and and right, and then from that I was like, well, I, I guess I can't really hit on them. They're, they they seem to be nailing what they're hoping to be, um, but I was just. I, yeah, I, had, I was curious, as someone who creates content in, in, in military-themed content, what you thought about someone who um, is probably
1: considered in the same grouping as task and purpose. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, like I said, I, I know I know what they're going for. You know, it's, as someone who I've been in this industry for a while now, so I, I understand how it works, and, and they're good at doing what they do. Um, I I don't read them, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know. It's a, it's a, it's a different, uh, it's a different approach, you know?
0: Yeah. How Um, many pieces are you cranking out a week?
1: Uh, it depends. Uh, it kind of fluctuates. I mean, um, what's your goal? Well, I don't really have like kind of a, a, a weekly goal. You know, if I'm, if I'm doing quick hits, I'll do like two a day. Right. So I'll do like 10 a week. Um, if I'm trying to spend a little bit more time on something, uh, you know, I'll do like five a week uh you know i've you know i've i 've gone through phases in my career where i 've done one like a week or one every two weeks or something like that if i 'm working on something long form uh, but uh yeah i mean i can i can write fast i can write slow i can write you know i can do more in depth stuff I used to do like features and stuff for maxim um, but yeah if i 'm really in the grind like it 's like two a day
0: what's uh What's your, um, what's right? Like, what what kind of pieces, what themes or subjects sort of excite you the most in in getting a chance to write about? Uh,
1: I like stories that are kind of, uh, thinking how to articulate this. But with the military, when it comes to... Okay, so I, I was coming from Maxim, where, where I had a much broader scope of things that I could cover, right? I mean, I I did cars. I did celebrity profiles. I did... Um, I went to an orgy once, and I wrote about that. I also did military stuff for them as well. But I had this giant range of things that I can cover. And so when you when you come into... Uh, you know, coming to a place like casting purpose where our focus is a little bit more narrow, you're forced to be more creative, which is actually a good thing, you know, for a writer. You know, the, the more constraints that you pl- that you place on a writer, the more creative they have to be to work within those constraints. And so, the stories that I like are the stories that are just completely surprising. The ones that don't that you would never expect to find in this space, right? If you went to a military website, you would look at it and go, "Oh, that's." If you were a civilian and go, "Ho, oh, I would have never, you know, imagined that I would see something like this on this website." Um, for example, like the, the Range 15 thing, you know, I, I covered that pretty extensively at Maxim, and I've covered it at. Um, uh, at Task and Purpose. But I think that's a, a perfect example of a story that um, that uh, has taken this this kind of world and community that we've lived in and taken it in new directions, um, because I think that uh, being a veteran in 2016 is is a kind of a strange and interesting experience. And I like stories that kind of highlight the strangeness of that experience, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you play Pokemon? No. No? I just asked, I saw that you did a Pokemon-themed uh, piece on American Fighter Challenges ISIS to epic Pokemon show <laughs> down near, near Mosul. And I wasn't sure if maybe you did that as a fan of the game or if you were just uh, jumping on the popularity of it. No.
1: Well, you know, I did that because I was actually working on a documentary about those foreign fighters uh, that are over there uh, fighting ISIS for a while. Uh, so I spent some time in that, where that Pokemon was ca- caught, like, I I spent a good amount of time over there. Um, I've actually interviewed that guy before, and so I just had to, I just had to do it.
0: <laughs> What's funny is, so, um, you know, we all know that Pokemon has, has sort of taken the nation by storm in popularity and, and craziness. And I was recently in Boston and I met with the secretary of the Department of Veterans Services from Massachusetts, suffered from the VA, uh, Massachusetts own little department there. And he handed, he handed me a coin and I looked down and I realized veterans need to stop like making fun of people wanting to "quote unquote" catch them all because military service members go ape shit over being able to collect challenge coins. Yeah, and even though these are tangible and Pokemon are virtual, in the end, it's almost just as ridiculous when you consider how desperate some people are on being able to get some coins. Well, yeah,
1: I mean that's why the the game is so successful, right? It's tapping yeah. into something very basic. Um, very instinctive, like we all want to be rewarded, uh, for even like the most like effortless tasks. And, uh, in the military, you know, it's like you, you get a badge for every school, you know, that you go to, you get right. one, you get all of these things. And like that's really like a big motivating factor. Like you, I mean, you're, you'll be, you know, willing to like, you know, run through a firefight to like save a guy for, you know this award, or you'll you know get in a firefight so you can get your combat action badge or your combat action ribbon. I'm not saying everyone does that, but some people do. You know what I'm saying? Like I you know I, I remember on my last patrol in Afghanistan, we had every every guy from the head shed came out on that patrol so they could get their combat in infantry badge. You know? <laughs> right. And it's the same thing. So.
0: Adam, as we're as we're going into, uh, I think almost 15 minutes here in the interview, I realized I got so excited about talking to you about content creation and everything, I didn't even lead off with with my usual question. I'm surprised. I'm 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 almost taken back. Uh, but we can't we can't go through the interview without hearing the answer to the question. <laughs> Uh So Adam, let's ha- let's uh, let's rewind a little bit here, uh, even though we're almost uh, over halfway into the interview, <laughs> and ask, what does it mean to be a warrior? <laughs>
1: oh man, I was hoping you'd never ask. Um, the is that why you didn't remind yeah, me? Like, oh, I think I got away with this one. <laughs> um you know and it's because that is a very difficult question it's it's a question that, I've, that i that i i've thought about a lot and, and i thought about a lot more when i was actually in the military and uh you know doing combat stuff and and all that but i, I think i think uh, being a warrior is like it's it's a matter of faith not necessarily religious faith but it's something it's it's uh believing in something that's bigger than yourself Right. So a warrior is someone who who believes in a cause enough to be willing to sacrifice their own life for it, sacrifice someone else's life for it. Um, but I think it all boils down to how strongly you believe in that cause. Right. I, I've, I've interviewed a lot of a lot of operators um and I and I've also served alongside a lot of incredible soldiers. And I think what distinguishes them is is. Is their um, their sense of right and wrong that they believe that they are right and that the enemy is wrong. They believe in good and evil, right and wrong, right. And if you believe that you are right, that you believe that you are good, and you believe that the enemy is evil, that is the most empowering thing that you uh, that you can have in your arsenal, right? Because then at that point you're willing to do whatever. Um, and so that might be kind of a Overly philosophical way to look at it, but I think that that's that's how I look at it
0: no that's that's good and uh, what 's interesting is most you know about ninety percent of the people that I have on the show either fit into the category of veteran or athlete there's some there 's some other random ones um, uh, outside of that, but usually it's in one of these two categories. But even across a wide spectrum of each of those two categories, whether whichever branch it is in the military, whichever sport it is in, in athletics, it's interesting how certain themes are still, like, like how no matter what perspective they have, they still have a common theme on how they view that. While still, while those common themes are still, are, Informed differently based on their experiences, and so it's it when first conceptualizing the show, I thought I was worried that maybe a lot of the answers would become trite and repetitive and and uh, almost you know cliche after a while. But it's that it's been interesting that even if they fit the same theme, that they're still coming from a different perspective and using a different objective in describing it. It's been very interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, has, does working at, is being at task and purpose, have you noticed that, does that get you in front of some, uh, interview subjects and feature subjects that maybe, uh, otherwise would be difficult? Like I noticed, uh, you know, you have, um, you've done a piece on Matt Best and a couple other veterans that are, that are wildly popular in the veteran space, um, was was that something you were able to achieve because of the outlet you represent, or is the, are those connections maybe you had before that?
1: I think, like I said, when I you know when I went to Maxim, I I wasn't thinking that i was going to write about this stuff and it was really like my coverage of range 15 that kind of opened this world up to me because i had really shut it off and when i went and started covering range 15 i i flew out to la and i covered the filming and all of that and i i met matt best i met uh nick palmashano and tim kennedy and all of those guys and i realized that like within the, the that there was all of this really interesting stuff happening within the veteran and military space um like so much more interesting than I would have ever imagined um, and so that's where I kind of started to establish those those contacts um, and uh, and so I brought when I came to task and purpose I, I had those those contacts um, and um, but being uh, ha- being affiliated with task and purpose as a, a as a for veterans by veterans website really helps to get access um, whereas when I was with you know, Maxim, they would kind of look at me and be like, oh, well, what's your, your funny twist going to be, or whatever. So, you know, it, I've benefited from working for both publications. Um, but, yeah, I uh, it's kind of a mix. I, I've definitely made a ton of uh, connections through being uh, with Task and Purpose. And I'm also e- extremely tenacious. I'm extremely tenacious when it comes to, like, tracking yeah. down sources and all of that stuff. So, I will pester the the shit out of someone until they answer (laughs) my
0: email. um, This will be my final point going into the, the last few questions I have for you, but someone who has been in this space for a while, I've learned that it's so it's, I want to say it's really easy, but it's not difficult to contact someone in the veteran space and be like, hey, I'm a vet, you're a vet, I'm doing this, I want to do this and you know, I want to interview you through, for this veteran outlet. And it's you know veterans always want to help other veterans. Yeah. And when I was doing the Veteran Empire podcast, when I was doing uh, when I started Feel for Warriors, all the other outlets that I've done, the veteran suicide veteran suicide stuff I've done. I've got nothing but uh support and collaboration and that's you know, I've done a handful of inter- interviews with Tim Kennedy who someone that probably wouldn't have given me the time of day had it been at some uh, some other random outlet that wasn't uh and I didn't have the clouds of also being a service member. Yeah. yeah. Um so the last couple questions, uh these will be on time, even though the, the opening one took fifteen minutes to get to. <laughs> um, Adam, what what is a challenge or two that you're facing right now, either professionally or personally, and what are you doing to better overcome them?
1: I, I mean, you know, with a, obviously with writing, like the biggest challenge is just getting better at your craft, right? You got to do it all the time. You constantly have to be doing research and studying up and reading other people's work and refining your own work. So I think that's probably the most obvious challenge uh, on a more – existential level, I think uh, that, you know, my, one of my biggest challenges is like uh, answering the question every day when I wake up is, uh, you know, is this worth it? Is it worth, because you know, writing, you know, is a, is a soft skill or whatever, but it can be incredibly grueling and time consuming and uh, to pursue this career, you know, you do so at the risk of your relationships, your health, uh, your general sanity, you know, and so, and it doesn't pay that well right so you have to kind of you're all or at least for me constantly saying is it is it worth all of that um to to write to be published and all of that um and i don't really know you know how you you know i i i overcome that because i'm obsessed with it you know i overcome that because i'm tenacious and because this is the only thing that i want to do you know <laughs>
0: yeah how many um how many hours uh, a day would you
1: say you're writing on average? Uh, I mean, like on a on like a solid work week, I'm I don't know like eight to ten hours probably. Yeah. Okay. So a lot. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of time in in front of a desk, you know. And I, I'm not yeah. saying oh God, my life is so hard because it's not. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, that's eight or 10 hours with your head in the, in the dirt, right? (laughs) (laughs) Where you're not like doing things like calling your girlfriend or like seeing your friends and doing stuff like that, you know? So that's it. it, And you're just getting fatter and fatter and lazier and, you know,
0: (laughs) um, yeah, we've we've found out what it means to be a warrior. A little bit about your your professional life. Uh, Learn what challenges you're facing. So what? So finally, what is what is your fuel? What what is getting you up in the morning? What inspires you to overcome the challenges that you just mentioned?
1: Um, and I, I know this is going to sound really corny, uh, <laughs> but I love the written word. Like I think maybe I'm. Special in that way, like not in a good way, but I mean like I feel like I it's kind of a It's a weird thing about me. Like I I really like the written word. I like writing like I'm obsessed with with Reading I've always been obsessed with reading Um, And and I want to do that Like I want to write Good sentences. I want to write good paragraphs and stories and all of that like I've That is my probably chief inspiration you know uh it when I read something beautiful that inspired me um but and then also I think uh just having the opportunity to be to meet good people to have opportunities like this um to you know with journalism, you're constantly interviewing people and you're getting to go into interesting situations and places in meeting people that are doing interesting things um and so i mean uh, As far as inspiration goes, I think I think that's about it, man. I mean, yeah, that's
0: good, man. That's but that's good inspiration. And I'm I'm the same way. When um, you know, I just mentioned to a friend, you know, a week or two ago, when I'm covering stories at Veteran at uh, Department of Veteran Affairs, I search for the challenging stories because I know that'll challenge me to write them better. Yeah. You know, a hard story to write makes, you know, ensures that the best of my writing is going to come out. So I, de- I definitely get, I resonate with everything that you just said.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a constant. You know, you're constantly putting in your, your set. I mean, even coming on this podcast, right? Like I'm, I'm making myself vulnerable. I'm exposing myself like people could beat me up all day for the shit that I fucking said on this podcast, you know, and people can beat me up all day for everything that I write, you know, and when I'm writing for task and purpose like i'm I'm writing fast and I'm just going with my gut, and like you know it's it's in it, in and that's kind of thrilling, you know um but uh yeah, so maybe to some extent i I'm inspired by the challenge of it <laughs> i'm inspired by the kind of Suicidal nature of it, you know. Sure. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, Adam, I appreciate you taking the time to come on Feel for Warriors and talk to my audience. It was a, it was a pleasure talking yeah, to you. Too. We are, we're following you on Twitter at Adam underscore lenahan and checking out what you're writing over at Task and Purpose. Awesome,
1: man. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, it was a true pleasure. All right, man. Take care.
0: Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to lockandlowjava.com using promo code FUELFORWARIOUS for a discount on your purchase. Also, head over to LawsonEntertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.